Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Zoobcast, episode 56, and look at that. It's just me and Josh again today. We did it. Hi, Josh, hi. how are you hey. doing? Hey, guys. Oh, oh hey no. Guys. Oh. oh, it's me. I'm, I'm back. Who let him in the Zoom? I thought I locked it. Sorry, I found a way through. I always do. <sighs> I know. I, I know you're also... I know this is so disappointing for everyone. I, we were I've, doing I've had, so like, well. The sense oh. we were doing so well. I know. It's, it's been a real awakening for me over the last few days of twitter interactions uh the cyberbullying is out of control i just i'm just gonna come out and say it this is this is definitely the hardest thing i've had to go through just just unknowing how how much of a negative impact i've had on on all of you and of, on the sense uh I've, I've been doing a lot of soul searching and i've decided that screw everybody i'm still on the zoobcast you guys can all get bent so 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 the least you could do here is provide us some content on uh, how how your big Vegas trip went how how was the yes. Sens game all the all the festivities that happened the insanely long <laughs> uh, amount of time it took to even start the game too yeah uh, yeah I mean Vegas uh, for those who don't know I was in Vegas that is why I missed the previous Zoobcast episode uh, I just recently turned twenty one and so any normal you know person who turns twenty one goes to america i guess that's a thing people do you know <laughs> but, well yeah uh, i didn't so do that, that was for a, sure yeah <laughs> uh i went to vegas um vegas was very very fun i had a great time a lot of sights to see um a lot of a lot of lights and a lot of very large buildings and, and a lot of casinos and it was very very cool uh, i did go to the sens game i did go to the sens game at t-mobile arena i wore for those of you who follow me on twitter uh, you will have seen that I wore my my Ottawa Senators far too big for me blazer because um, I felt like in Vegas I needed to I needed to, to wear the local attire I needed to fit in. Um, you, uh, I got a, I, you wore oh, that when you went to the to the Buffalo game too, right? Like a, a couple years or a few years ago. And the, uh, it's fancy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like that. That's the, the go-to to just. Uh, so that's the road outfit. That's yeah, what exactly. I like. It's the road. I, I would never. That's not a CTC outfit unless they go to like the finals or something. But yeah. That's that is a road outfit, and it's worked for me. I got a, got a lot of good looks. Got a lot of a lot of thumbs up. Uh, people wanted my autograph. It's normal. Um, but but yeah. So it, you know, Team Mobile Arena is this. It's this huge place, and it's it's very nice, and it's a great rink, but. It's very, it is very Vegas in the sense that I'm, I'm, I, so I think, so they broadcasted it right. The start of the, the little intro thing at the beginning of the game there, did they? Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. I, I can't, I can't Twitter was going that. off. <laughs> I can't believe people who are season ticket. I think one of you said this, people who are season ticket holders have to sit and watch that. That was just a normal, that, that happens all the time. That is a normal intro for them. I was like, what is, what is going on? Like, is there going to be a hockey game today? Like, this is insane. It was, a, it was Vegas. A crazy. I mean, it was, it was Vegas. And, and honestly, what I'll say is throughout the course of the evening, you didn't even know there was a hockey game going on. I, it was just like every, every whistle. It's like, you look up at the screen and there's like 
some they're playing like a clip from a movie or something or there's like the backstreet boys saying go knights go i'm like what is going on here like holy crap in the intermissions they're taking a pay they they are stealing dare i say from the ctc because everyone who's been to the cc ctc knows about the great dj prosper who we all we all know and love and vegas vegas what they do is they take a dj from a club and they bring him in and they get him to do a set at the second intermission. So this guy, like DJ, like Bing Bong, I don't even know what his name is. He came, comes in and he does this set. And I'm like, this is, this sucks. This is not DJ Prosper. This guy's going like try hard God mode. He's not telling people to wave their phones in the air. He's not doing like, he's not, he's not talking. He's not communicating. He's not he's saying, not if you guys love Spartacap, put your phones yeah, up in the yeah. air. Like, yeah, like, like, come on, DJ Bing Bong. Like, like, let's figure it out here, man. It was, it was, oh, it was very, it was very Vegasy. It was very, it was a lot of, a lot of stuff and and not enough DJ Prosper for my liking. This this other guy was not very good. But you know, as for the game itself, uh, good lord, the Senators were dreadful, and it was very tough to watch. Now, now here's a fun fact: if you think I'm not already cursed enough as to how this last week has gone, I have seen the Senators play on the road live eight times. Eight. Eight on the road. Eight. Wow, I haven't eight, seen eight them times. once on the road. That's a lot. I, I know. I feel very fortunate to have seen them eight times on the road. Um. I've seen them eight times on the road, and they've won zero times. They've run zero. Not a single one of those Adam, games. Stop going! Why I, oh my god! But like, I'm at the point. I'm at the point now where, as soon as they win one, I think I'm I'm calling it a career. I'm retiring. I need to go see them. I need. I'm in too deep. I need to see them on the road win one game. That is all I'm asking for. I don't care where it is. I'll I'll travel far and wide. I'll, all right, guys, I'll do let's it. go to Arizona. <laughs> hey, that would be that would be odds on. The, the, the best place to, to try and get that to happen. Um, but but no, my Vegas trip was very fun. I really would have liked to see the Sens win, though, because that that was, oh, it was bad. And, and okay, one last thing I'll say. One last thing is about, about my Vegas hockey experience. It's Vegas. They do a lot of things. They're, they're, you, you know, it's an entertainment facility, right? That arena. You get people and you entertain them. So, so what, what I've noticed is Vegas... In, in the section, I was sitting in one of the upper sections, and then in, in, in every section, pretty much, there's, like, a couple of fans that are there, and I think they're, like, NPCs. Like, they get paid to, to go say for certain phrases or to, like, key people, what? like, into the game. So, okay, I'll explain. Vegas goaltender Logan Thompson's having an okay game, right? He hasn't really been tested that much. The Sens have put 20 shots at him. It's the second period. It's like, all right. He's doing all right. He's made a couple saves that are nice, yeah, right? Vegas is up. Big fantasy points over here. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Louis. Louis, Louis knows. It's like 3-1 Vegas by now. The Sens don't even look like they're trying. Logan Thompson makes like a glove save on a Travis Hamannick point shot. That is nothing to be Shocker. proud of. Shocker. Wow. I know, eh? Crazy. <laughs> I think it was going wide anyway uh, on yeah. brand. This guy, four rows behind me, stands up and yells, Logan Thompson. You are having a night to remember. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like word for word? Yes, I swear oh to God. My and God. I'm like, I'm like, no human says that. That's not a thing that people say. That is a video game uh, phrase. That's like an EA crowd reaction think? in NHL 23. I was like, I couldn't believe it. That's like you're walking like, the streets in an open world game and you're passing by someone yeah. and they're just like, yeah, he was trying hey to there, give me a friend. quest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Vegas is paying people to fill the stands up. Make I, it I honestly. Like it's full. 
I, I mean, I don't know if it's, I think it's just to put people in, to get people engaged because everyone around was like, went up and started like cheering. They were like, LT, LT. I was like, what? what? You were in a simulation, Adam. Like, I had no idea what was going on, but very interesting times at T-Mobile, T-Mobile Arena for sure. Um, That's enough about me. We clearly, yeah, nobody even wants to hear me on this as, as per our downloads last, uh, last yeah. week. So we'll, uh, we'll move on. Uh, I mean, the, if we, do we want to cool talk th- about the one, the one positive yeah. thing? Yeah, I was going to say the, the one cool thing about being in Vegas was uh, got to see my boy Jake, Jake the Snake Sanderson score his first <laughs> NHL goal, and that was pretty sick because I got to got to cheer, got to stand up with my Sens blazer on. I'm like, come on, let's go, Jake. It was it was a bit of a because that was to tie it, right? It wasn't. It was to tie it. It was a big point. goal, a big goal yeah. to get to the first. Um, it's to tie the game. And it was like a, it was a weird goal, right? Like he just shoots and it, and Thompson kind of bobbles it and it goes by him and Brady's there and he's fired up. Um, but oh, great, great for him to score a eh? that you, you knew it was coming that first one. He he deserved it for a while. Um, but other other than that, I, I would like to put that game in the rearview mirror. I think if yeah. if if you guys are okay with that, no objections here. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on because since that game, the Senators have been have been quite frankly popping off. Um, in the last in the last two small sample size, but it's two games. We'll take it. Two wins. Uh, Anaheim, Anaheim, it sucks. So the Senators. It, this was the toilet bowl. This was the early season, the first toilet bowl game of the year uh, between the Sens and the Ducks, who were last and second last respectively at the time of this game. And so, so if Anaheim would have won, would Ottawa have been thirty yes. second? So in yes. if they had won in any fashion, whether that's regulation OT shootout. Anaheim would have vaulted us and we would have officially been last in the league, but we somehow avoided it. <laughs> the, the Sens, man. Somehow they're always they defying the odds. <laughs> I mean, one one thing that we learned from that game is is the Ducks are like a truly terrible team. Like I they, think they are they're definitely the worst. Themselves. Yeah, I think they yeah. actually are the worst team in the league. Like yeah. we played Arizona too. Like we can compare. The Sens yeah, went on the road it, yeah. and did that and outplayed them more than they outplayed Arizona. I mean, even in the standings, like Arizona has four more points in two less games. Like, that's still a decent margin in the standings. Uh, they That just look like like such a poor team. It looked like what people think the Sens are based on what their record was before the last two games. But the Ducks have a negative 36 goal differential in 22 games. Yeah, that's on pace for, like, negative 150 goals over a full season. What like, are we but at? Like, no, one, no one really... The Sens no are minus really five, but they've given up nine empty net goals again. So yeah. no, no one really talked about Anaheim being that. I feel like, like everyone was just like the tank battle is going to be Arizona, Chicago, Chicago. and Montreal. Well, because yeah. they, they were decent last year in regards to like what they had I mean, on their team. I was looking at the roster there. Simon Benoit is playing. Simon Benoit is playing for it them. was all leading up to this. It. I couldn't believe it when I saw him get that penalty on Stutzla or, or Stutzla get that penalty. And I was like, go on, Tim, like, like screw that guy. He's caused me so much pain. They have two players above 12 points. That's oh, wow. it. And it's Terry <laughs> and so... Zegra together. Yes. Everyone else that's is 12 real. or lower. That's embarrassing. That's so bad. So, okay. So, but, the, but that's, so this is something that the Sens fans can take as a positive here is the Sens are like far better than the Ducks, right? Yeah. Like, like it's not even close. Like they, they are so, so much better than the Ducks. Uh, so, so the Sens are no longer last. Let's let's end that debate right now. The Sens are not. They're, they're closer. They're definitely closer to a playoff team than they are to a bottom feeder. I agree. With, we I can agree ignore with like that. the standings a quarter of the way in. Like I highly doubt 
someone like we could clip this if the sends actually end the year like 29th or lower something horrible must have went wrong like half of the team must have had a season ending injury or something like this is obviously not a 29th place team and i feel like no. they just showed that while playing against another bottom feeder the other day well yeah we'll, we'll get to that uh in a moment here but but highlights from that anaheim game zoob goal everyone clap huge zoob goal zoob. Well, we, we love that we love he's been zoob really goal. good since he came back from his injury he definitely he's has. made he's playing that's that yeah, lot, top right? bear has yeah. yeah yeah and then we can talk about the pairings later if we want to but as we do every that, episode. Let's just say that pair has been good. That pair. That okay. pair has been yeah. good. The the other the other pairs we'll see. Um well, but no, no. Leave it. Don't no, discredit not Brandstrom again. Leave it. Yeah, leave hold it. on. Leave it. No, Adam wants to discredit Brandstrom at every time. I did no idea. Why, wh- why did you think I was talking about Brandstrom? Because you said the other pairs haven't been good, but that pair has been good. It's actually just Travis Hammond. Well, I, I was referencing more like Hammonick, but guys, guys, oh, okay. keep it for later, please. Yeah, that's what I'm this saying. Is why I'm, 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 I'm trying to calm down and we need to suppress we need to suppress these other opinions. Man, I, only, I don't even want. I didn't want to come back today. I didn't even want to do this today. I should have just left this to you. Uh, Zub you still goal. can't. Shut up, Zub <laughs> goal. Matthew Joseph, good night for him. He looked good. Broussard too. Broussard too. Uh, yeah, um, I, I feel like Joseph was driving a little more and was more like involved in some of those offensive plays that ended up yep. in goals than Broussard was. Whereas Broussard was well, more yeah. of just like kind French of French connection. Yeah, that line, French connection. Did uh, hold on. Did Shabbat? play that game and was there one of the goals that was all francophone hold on oh there was no not. but when we, when we if we move on to the la game there was we can talk about that true well yeah. not really but kind of speaking of the la game let's let's move on to there right now the sense the sense win that game against the ducks i believe it was 5-1 yeah. they won against the ducks yes. which was nice because they'd been losing a lot of 5-1 games three straight so. 5-1 games yep nice to be on the other side of that oh that's the other thing oh, about wait, vegas no. I, I, the vegas I watched was the shark. one right it was yeah, Vegas was four. Okay, never mind. But I watched uh I, I watched the Sharks when they played the Sharks. I watched that game at like the, the sports book and the MGM grand and I was like, I'm I have to the after the after they started that second period, I just called it. I, I called it a night and I went I went back to the hotel and I went to bed at nine PM. So that was a nice first night in Vegas. Um anyway, they after their very nice victory against the excellent Anaheim Ducks, they kept the momentum going into Another California team. They played the Kings. So the Kings are not doing well this year, are they? They're they're in a playoff spot, but it's a West playoff spot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like so... I think they have as many wins as losses when you factor in OT. They're in eleventh in the league, twelve nine and three. So yeah, twelve wins, twelve losses, but three okay. OT points. That's all right. Yeah. So okay. doing okay. Yeah. So the so the Sens the Sens march into LA here on their high horse, and they play they play an excellent game quite frankly, against against the Kings. They play an excellent game. And, you know, they give up two, I believe, two power play goals to Kaliev in that game, mm-hmm. which, you know, he, that both of them great shots by by Arthur Kaliev, who looks like a good player. Um, but the Sens get a goal from Brady Kachuk in the first period. The Sens get a goal. Who scored their other goal? At Debrinket. The, oh, yes, they get the Debrinket goal which was looked at for some oh, reason man. even though it clearly went under the yeah. pad and in <laughs> but but really nice to see to break it getting on the on the scoreboard and then oh my overtime goal holy crap tim stutzla the backhand sauce yeah, oh, oh like first the little move to get around kopitar to protect yeah. it the little hold on the backhand and then the sauce yeah and and, and right on the tape right on the tape of claude Giroux, who is like 
che- completely cherry picking at the other blue line. If if that pass doesn't get through, that's a goal for LA scoring well, there. It's it's not just if the pass doesn't get through. Obviously, there was so much room. Obviously, it was gonna you know get to him. First of all, thank you, Drew Doughty, for completely abandoning yes. the former Norris winner. Yes, somehow. Um, but no, like the fact that. There's a point where I was like, oh man, we might actually lose possession here because there's like a weird like Shabbat with yeah, pressure and had to bring it back net. around. And Giroud was just like all the way down. He has like, oh, don't worry, guys, we got this. I wonder I mean, if that was a set play. I wonder if they were like, we're going to put this behind well, the net and then just rip it up to Claude Giroud. From what DJ said, it seemed like they only put Giroud out, like, or they decided to go with him first because of the way the draw was, because the ref was on the right hand side, meaning they wanted a right handed uh, face off taker. Mm. So that's why they went with him and maybe not like Brady, who's like, who's right. left-handed. And, and it worked. I mean, he it's did also win just, the draw there. Yeah, they're also just line mates. Like, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Them together. yeah, but I feel like in three-on-three overtime, the lines kind of go out the window a little bit. Like, you're just putting... Yeah, like, you could go Kachuk's yeah. Disla. Like, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah, but, but anyway, Claude Giroux gets this pass and pulls, like, this triple deke move he quick is like out of his shoes just lying he's doing he's, the spread it's his eagle. move like he's done that before in shootouts. yeah mm-hmm. oh it's so nice uh he scores and and then the the big french connection selly because the first two guys to get to claude Giroux are Derek Broussard and and shabbat i think or, or yeah uh, Broussard wasn't even on the ice he just jumped <laughs> yeah. the bench so yeah. quick <laughs> so he, he was ready but 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 he was next up you know <laughs> imagine <laughs> and then the well, probably was, was. The goggles, the goggles go to Alex to bring it. Yeah, which I thought time. I thought he had a good game, and I th- I think that's great. But I thought it was going to go to Talbot, to be honest. I thought Talbot was going to get uh, get a good third, which I completely yeah. slept through because to I'm be so fair, tired. yeah, to Woke be fair, it's not though. like it's not like the Kings like dominated and Talbot saved the game. Like, he, don't get me wrong, he made a couple of very nice saves, but the Sens dominated, and like two goals is probably what you'd expect from your goalie in that type of game, basically. Maybe three, like maybe he made an extra save, but like. I think I said this the other day, like the Sens probably could have won that four or five to two. Yeah, I think yeah, that would have been like a fair well. score. Yeah, quick, quick did play well. well. Yeah, Adam and I were saying this, like the two categories of goalies that own the Sens are former goalies and potential future Hall of Famers or very good Hall of Very Good players who are no longer that good. Those two types of goalies just own the Sens every game. Yep. It's kind of easy to expect at this point. Do we think that goal by Giroux is going to be the Senators goal of the year or do you think there will be a better goal I think it's hard because five on five versus three on three like it makes for different types of really nice goals right like if Stutzla is feeling himself a game he goes end to end around four guys I think that would be considered nicer because it's harder to do but yeah I mean I hope there's nicer goals I I mean I also hope there's nice that's always what you hope for um but but that win so the sense that that's their second win in a row and they're coming home. I think they play the Rangers on Wednesdays, their next game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, Friday. And Friday, that's yeah, a home and home. A weird home and, and home. What is it? It's, it's, Sharks, it's, it's the first back-to-back then, right? Yeah, on, Sharks yeah in New York. So here's what it is. So they play in Ottawa against New York tomorrow. And then they play in New York against New York, the same New York team, on Friday. And then they come back to Ottawa on Saturday. Instead of that game. starting the home and home in New York and coming back to Ottawa, that's the Eric a little Carlson bit of extra game. travel. Eric Carlson in town on Saturday. Yeah. Sharks. Yeah, but uh, but so I'm gonna try win. to convince him to come back to, come back. to Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. So this win against LA was, I I feel like, I mean, like listen, the Sens have not started incredibly well. They've they've been rather disappointing really? in their record. I I'd say, what? but. <laughs> 
okay. <laughs> but I, I like I look at that win and how like pumped everybody was after that win. The effort like, all game too. Oh my god, they finally win that. Like like I was saying to Josh, they've lost that type of game like a billion times this year already. And they're now this one they finally break through, they win. I think that this has a chance to be a very important win. If they end up turning the season around in some capacity, it's going to be because of this win and how it was done. And we'll see how they go. I'm very go on. Technically, though, I will say we did win the the game before, and we were tied up until Tim Stutzla punched Simo Benoit in the face. So I think that's the TSN turning point for the <laughs> yeah. season. Simo Benoit is the main character. He doesn't the, even know. The only way that that whole affair could have been more poetic is if we still had Chris Tierney and it was Chris Tierney punching Simo Benoit. Adam oh. would have felt so validated because it would have the been multi- Tierney vanquishing Benoit <laughs> one one last time. The multiverse would explode. They wouldn't be able yeah. to handle it. Too much content. Zubiverse? Whoa. Whoa. Ne- hey, well, maybe maybe next 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 maybe next stage. Yeah, yeah, we're we're too early in our in our uh, in our timeline here. So, but before we move on to what the Sens are are looking forward to, they've just released a a video, um, not like just five five minutes ago. We saw this, uh, the best and worst Mo mustache on the team. It was like one of those little practice videos. They they got all the guys before they were heading out of the ice, and and it Joseph seems was like excited. Oh, he was oh, so Joseph excited. Was, he was pumped. At the beginning of that video, he was ready to go answering those questions. Um, and it seems like the majority of the senators believe that the best the best Moes belong to Nick Holden, which I would have to agree with. He's got a great one. Yeah. Uh, there was there was some Jake Sanderson love in there. There's also some and Sandy hate from some of the players. There too. was also some Sandy hate, that very polarizing mustache. There was some Dylan Gambrell fans. I mean, and I love that. I yeah. love that. I mean, it looks good. It's, the it does. He's got he knows he can pull good. it off. Yeah, you can totally pull it off. So, so uh, he's getting some love. Gambrell's getting some love, and and then they said, "Who's the worst?" Brady Kachuk. It's not even close. <laughs> like he doesn't really have much going on there, and he, he knew too. He's like the worst. I'd probably say myself. That's what he said, and I think that's that is captain leadership at it, to a T, because. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Who do you think? Who do you think is an undercover worst mustache? Because Brady's the easy answer. I think. Well, Shabbat said Pinto, right? Yeah, a couple of guys said Pinto, and it was. I feel like yeah, Pinto, was funny. If Pinto had more time, I feel like it could get decent. Yeah, but for now, it is. It's not the best. I would no, say it's a little. It's a little. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd have to really see them all. Like who else? You like back to back. Yeah, I don't know. Like this is worse I, than mascot discourse. I know we we were trying to make this something, but I don't think this is our thing to make. No. To be honest, it is fun. Though. Like it's, it is cool to see all the guys like doing it at once. It's almost like a playoff beard thing, but for a better cause and not beard. It's just mostly mustache, except for like Castellic and Forsberg and Giroux. And Giroux. We yeah. were saying Giroux should shave his luscious beard and just keep only the mustache and see how funny that would look because everyone oh, knows him for the beard. I think it would look so stupid. I think, I think that it would, would look awful. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying he would look awful. I'm saying he would. Look, it would look funny. I think that would be fun to see. We, I think. I think what we'll do is we'll we'll tweet a picture of what that would look like, and we'll get see. our editor on the line. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll give a, give uh, give Aaron a call. Got to get on that stat, Aaron. Um. But uh, 
but yes, the mustache discourse, I think it's going to end there. I This is not our domain. We're a mascot podcast, not a mustache podcast. There's there's a time and place. Um, we will talk about the Sens a little bit more because they are entering what is becoming an even more important month than the last one because they have 15 games in December. That's not counting the one they're going to play against the Rangers on Wednesday. We're not counting that one, but let's focus on just December because for month's sake, 15 games in December. They play the Habs once, the Bruins once, and the Red Wings three times in December. How many points or wins would you do you need to see from the Sens in December and make you go, all right, like I'm on board for the rest of the year here. Like let's let's bear down and do it. Do we want to add the Rangers game tomorrow or Wednesday, I should say? So, so make it 16, out. make it 16. Yeah, because they do have one more game in November. Sure. It's that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like it was around, ooh, was it like December 3rd or something last year that we were that we had the, that Vancouver game that was basically our lowest point, like the, the at oh, least yeah. we have a Lone Star moment. Oh, yeah. When we were full depressed, like it was bad. Yeah, it must have been like December 4th. Yeah, something like that. So so we're coming up right on that anniversary. We'll see. Maybe yeah. we hit an even lower low. But yeah. I, I think I think the San Jose game may have been that. Um, so I, you know what? I'll I'll be a little more optimistic. How many games then are we saying? Are we saying 16? sixteen? Sixteen. So do sixteen. What's what's the thing? How much we're projecting, or how much we're? We how much what's a record want? or points yeah. or wins? Like what, what do you, do you what would make you happy? What do you think is enough for them to be like? Yeah, what's the threshold in the new year? The threshold they need to clear. I think if you I'd if go, you're not sure, Louis, I can say what I think. I go maybe ten five and one. Okay, I literally wow. just wrote down nine five and two, so essentially the same. Like that nine five and two, they're five hundred, which isn't great at almost say, half yeah. like part of the year. But so I mean, nine, when you five start that two, bad, nine five the and way two I, would be twenty points. Yeah, the way I look at it yeah. is, there are only two games in the all of the sixteen where. I wouldn't be upset if they lost. And that's Dallas, who they already beat, and Boston, who they already beat, who are just teams that are really good. Yeah. yeah. They play the Kings. Tw- they, oh, no, they already played the Kings. So they play the Kings one more. They're good, but beatable. They play the Rangers twice. Again, good, but beatable. And then they play some not as good teams, the Sharks, Preds, Ducks, Habs, Red Wings three times. Um, the Jets are okay. They play the Caps twice, who haven't been great. Like, There's a lot of games where they should be the better team. I would say there are more games where they should be the better team than games where they should get outplayed. And that's where you, you're like, okay, well, they, they should hopefully win those games and then they should steal a couple as well because, you know, your luck flips and you get a couple couple wins yeah, that due. you just pull out. Right? Like, let's say you squeak out a win against the Wild. Uh, you beat the Jets. Maybe you win one of the Boston or Dallas games just because you have a good effort or something. I mean, like the Boston game is at home. So you, you have that home ice advantage again. I think the last game was in Ottawa, right? The 7-5? Yep. Or was it in Boston? Yep. It was okay, in yeah. Ottawa. That was the, the home, home opener. opener. No, another one. Yes, you're right. It was the home opener. Um, oh, I know we're right. Yeah, 9-5-2. and two, And I feel like that's not even that unrealistic just because of the schedule. Like, it seems crazy, but when you look at who they're playing, mm-hmm. I think that should be the baseline. And then if you get to 500, like, same amount of wins as regulation and losses by the new year, you're happy, and anything better than that is a success, is what I would say. Yeah, I was gonna say I like what I, I like what ten five and one gives you specifically because you're doubling your regulation losses with wins and it brings you exactly to just above five hundred. At that Which, point, you're eighteen, seventeen, and two. Yes. 
Yeah. So you have 30, 38 points in what, what is that? 36 games. So what are we saying the cutoff is to make the playoffs? Are we saying it's 95? Yeah, let's go 96. It'll be a bit slower. Okay, 96. Yeah, it won't sure. be 100 points. No. So then you need 50 in your last 46, or 58 in your last 46. So that's, that's like a doable. high. It's doable, but that, that's not back. impossible. That is what not is, impossible. It's not impossible, but it's what? Like, you say 46 games. That's what? 28. You need 58 in your last 46. So it's like 28, 16, and however many of those OT losses left. If if they hit twenty eight sixteen though, and two, that's like they, the that's what you need. Yeah, but if they hit their stride, they can totally do it. I agree, especially if Norris is back. Right, just gotta January, pretend like right? it's always April. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always, always April, and you're deadline. out of the playoffs constantly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. I need to that's know. The thing, like, sorry, go on, go Josh. On. Okay, I was gonna say like Adam and I were saying this the other day. We were like, everyone talks about how the Suns need to play at a hundred or hundred and ten point pace to make the playoffs. But in reality, what they have to do is go on a win streak. Let's just say yeah. they, they go yeah. on a seven-game win streak, right? Like they win their next five. Now you just have to go on a 95 to 100-point pace the rest of the year, which is way more doable. There's a big difference between 95 and 110, right? Like, that's huge yep. change. So, yeah, okay, you think, oh, they have to do this all year, but all it takes is one streak. The yeah, same way just, that it just yeah. takes one losing streak to end the year, right? It's not about yep. the pace as much as it could be, like, we could look back at the end of December and they could be somehow third if they just went on a crazy streak like they're not as good as new jersey but the same way new jersey did where they just won 13 in a row yeah like new jersey's essentially put themselves in the playoffs already yeah if the sens win i'm looking at their schedule they play the stars are their only difficult game until like the 18th let's just say they somehow won that is three six that would be okay that's a little unrealistic it's a 10 game win streak but all of a sudden you're even you're if like you go like nine 16, and one or eight and two, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you know you're fifteen and thirteen with more room with two more against Detroit, two more against Washington to like add to that basically. Man, this but is the I, most I think... optimistic we've been for a future yeah. stretch. Given it's how crazy, like, win. It's, it's kind of like a detox, do. right? Adam yeah. was gone yeah. for a week. I mean, like detox. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but but I don't even think like yeah, like they go on a streak and it's great. But you could also just you could. You look at it in in the long run way, where it's like if they win yeah. like three of their of every four games. Well, that's a lot. I know, but if but it's like yeah, usually you say two of usually you say two of three. But if if they are in most four game segments, not all of them, but in most four game segments, winning three of four, and then some of them you split, and the occasional one you go one and three. I can yeah, I think the the I think the really good way to look at it is every 10 game set they have six 10 game sets left if you can win six out of every 10 the rest of the year you have 44 yeah. wins yeah and if you couple that with some ot losses you can be right at 95 96 points it's true yeah so it's very like, doable yeah. yeah if you went six three and one on average and every 10 game set the rest of the year you're you're probably a game 81s and 80 games 81 and 82 probably determine your season which is ideal like you want the yeah. suns to be there at the yeah. end so, like Dude. DJ said that too. He's like, we're just trying to take, you know, you win every three of five or six of ten, and all of a sudden you're you're right there with, you know, your eighth, ninth, or tenth in the conference. Yeah, and at that point, if you're on that sort of track, you possibly even get into the point where maybe you do look to improve your team, like this, like improve yeah, your team I, I at think the deadline. And we saw the names said that came out. Right? Maybe we should yeah. trade for Artem Zub. Oh wait, like that was the <laughs> dumbest thing I've seen. I think there's two guys right now. Yeah. So everyone's talking about how the D market is expensive. Alec Martinez apparently on the market. 
He's not a game changer, but because Vegas is doing it to clear cap, you'd assume that the price would be much lower, which is very intriguing because he's a he would help. The he's DK the type of player that did. DJ would love and the player and the fans would like because he's a shot blocker, defensive guy, but he can all actually move the puck and he has yeah. good you know advanced numbers. And the other one is Connor Murphy. I think we've been talking about like not just us. But oh, I thought you were going to bring up. Uh, I thought you were going to bring up Orlov. Oh no! That, I think that's free agency. That article. If Orlov oh, is available way, as a trade candidate, I would do that in a heartbeat. I was about to say he'd be my number one go-to. I love. Yeah, Orlov. I, I think it was a free agency thing, I, and I think that's why Zub was on there because he's okay. a free agent at the end of the year. That um, makes sense. Yeah, Orlov would be amazing with Sanderson. Like that would probably vault yeah. Shabbat Zub as their first pair. Honestly, I mean, we can have that discourse if it ever happens, but like that would be outstanding. But yeah, Murphy or Martinez, because I think the second pair right D is like their only hole on defense. And then if you make a move like that right now or in the next month, then your big deadline addition is just Norris coming back, which is completely fine. Like, I think you'd be happy with that, right? You get your second best scorer back right in time for a potential playoff push. You don't need to make the splashy deal at the deadline. You just make a move now, so it helps now. And then your other move is getting back an injured player. Yeah, that's the thing. You're reaping the benefits earlier, which would help you yeah, more exactly. in the long run. It would cost more too, but yeah. The the other the advantage, I guess, to waiting would be, let's say the deadline comes and all of a sudden they're above 500. Well, you're a bit more able to, you know, live with moving your first rounder because right now there's zero chance to move your first rounder unless a guaranteed top line player with you know term is available, which yeah. isn't the case. But you, like I'm not moving my first rounder for any D man with one or two years left. There's just no with the <laughs> with how good and ridiculous yeah. the top of this draft class is. Yeah. yeah so, so we talked about it last week. It's the draft class is insane. Yeah, I don't mind Dorian not making a move right now as long as you know they're not going to put Zaitsev back in. As long as the well, only bad D man is Hamonic. Let's, let's do let's do some Zaitsev talk because. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Nikita Zaitsev was a healthy scratch in Belleville the other night. No, I think he was, I think he was sick. I know it said scratches, but like Lodine was also in one of those scratches. Well, that's way less funny. Because they, they, trust me, they would not be scratching those guys because they're at like 11 injuries right now. That's the thing. Yeah, that's right. Like Crookshank and Sokolov are the only two guys that have avoided the, the brutal injury spell that's going on down there. All right. Well, that would have been. That was a swing and a miss for me. That would have been funny if that was true. But Zaitsev's still playing in Belleville. Do you think we'll see him this year in the in I'm Ottawa? I'm starting to think more and more no. Yeah, me too. Because given that they've been like they literally called up Lassie, like before the Lassie call up, I was like, yeah. oh maybe. But the fact that they're yeah. actually doing this now, Brandstrom's playing super well this year. Yes, like he's really cementing himself and making it as if yeah, there's no need to to send him back down to scratch him or whatever. So I think that really bodes well for never having to see Zaitsev here again. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, I, and they send Lassie back down, which I don't hate. Uh, he wasn't, I mean, it could be a, a cost. I don't think he was move. doing too great. Yeah. It could it be a cost move, but yeah. Holden yeah. has had a, a rough week too, but I still think he's doing better than Lassie was. Yeah. Especially with Brandstrom. Like that pair's just been fine. You don't yep. change it. It's good as a third pair. Mm. They're taking some D zone draws too, which is nice. I'll like, say, I don't know how good of a, how, well a pairing of Branstrom Thompson gels really at all. 
Like yeah. that doesn't really seem like that would work. And plus, again, given the injuries you have down in Belleville, Lassie's gonna get so much playing time. Where's uh where's JBD? Is he back down? He's no, injured. he's he's injured still. High ankle sprain. He's out a month. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. That's unfortunate. Well, I was gonna say I ideally you put him in for Hamannick, and that's like your best 60. That's exactly what I would do. Like the current pairs, you literally just swap in JBD for Hamannick, and that's what I would roll. Like we're we're so close. We're one substitution he's, away. He's getting there, man. DJ's figuring it out day day by day. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think we're seeing Hamannick out of this lineup at all this year. No, it's going to be top no, four no. roll the entire What's, time. So he has is he is he in his last year? Yes. Hamannick? Okay. Yes. I'm scared I, we'll resign him though. I know. Okay, I was going to say I don't think it's out of the question that he gets resigned. <sighs> I know. I don't think it's out of the question. But I mean, we'll see. We we have this whole rest of the year to go. I think, and and we'll. We'll see what he what happens with Hamannick. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't think I I don't think it's fair as fans to get caught up on. Will the Sens re-sign Hamannick? Like that that can't. Yeah, be. let's let's, the, let's the... you know what we were just we were just so optimistic. We cannot get <laughs> go back down and just ponder yeah. on this. That's gonna ruin the vibes. One one move at a time, one day at a time here, Sens fans. And on on that note, I think we're gonna step away. And we'll call this an episode. Um, great to be back. I'm sure you're all so happy that I'm here. Um, I had a good time here on episode 56. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. And we will we will see how the Sens do here as they start another pivotal stretch in their season uh, as we end November and start December. Uh, so thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. Well-